What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 346 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. We've got to go back. <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Mark E. Mark Ellis Reagans. The team has assembled. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And... Our special guest, you know it. When we go back to the DCEU, we got to bring him in. One of the family, rapper, producer, director, actor, Mr. Aiko the Rain Man. So wizard. We're cool like cold blizzards. <laughs> How's everybody doing? We're great. I'm about to grab your shirt and start smelling it. Oh, nice. I'm wearing my So Wizard podcast shirt right now. Excellent. Uh, it's, very, watch it. it's very punk. It's very punk. You Very. are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where we're three and this week four friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about, including some news, and of course, four hours long, strong and down to get the friction on. It's the Snyder Cut. Before we get into all of that, Iko the Rain Man, we've not heard from you in a while. What is going on? Uh, not much. Uh, I have been working on a short film with a company of mine, and I have put music to the side as of now to be able to develop this project. But besides that, that's all that I've been doing. I've been watching my typical nerdy stuff. Uh, how is everyone else doing? Well, let's find out how Marcellus is doing this week, my friend. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm working on some projects that uh, that are kind of part of Soul Wizard, but kind of not. And uh, yeah, I've been pretty much just keeping my my head down and working on that stuff. Nothing really major. We got the uh, Academy Award nominations this week, so now I realize I have a lot of movies that I got to catch up on before uh, before the nominations uh, or before the awards come out. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on moving forward. Just trying to catch up on everything. Was So Wizard nominated for anything? Uh, yeah, best editing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn nice. right. Nice. <laughs> Good call, Marcellus Aubrey. What's going on? Um, it was spring break for Noah this past week, so um, yeah. That about <laughs> that about sums, sums it up. It up. <laughs> Harsh. Harsh, my friend. All right. <laughs> Well, as for me, I have not been doing anything exciting except uh, working and sleeping. I am still going to the gym. I'm down 11 pounds now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just getting, uh, you know, so I'm bringing sexy back. So we'll, we'll keep up with the progress updates and hopefully. I've been checking out those pictures, bro. Those Instagram pictures. <laughs> sexy, That's right. Bro. 
That's right. I've been uh, posting some selfies on purpose because uh, Dave from Superheroes Speak was busting my chops about them. So Hell I definitely yeah. have been doing it on purpose. But I you know the, the exciting thing is, you know, I have been losing weight and, uh, you know, getting a little better in shape. And the other day I bought two T-shirts and because I'm fat, I wear size 2X. But usually because I'm an absolute savage, I'm not going to wash them first because who the fuck wants to waste time washing stuff? And I just wear them. But I put them on. I put one of them on and it was like really big. And I was like, ooh, like this is kind of like this looks like a tent. Like this is not good. So I had to wash it so it would shrink a little bit to fit better. So that was really exciting. <laughs> it's it's the little victories. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about us, Markellis. Let's talk about us. So why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? Uh, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find some movie reviews from yours truly. Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, we have our merchandise there. We have a tea Public store that has t-shirts, mugs, masks, sweatshirts, all types of cool things with SoWizard Podcast logos all over it. So definitely check that out. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on the website. Click on the Amazon logo, the big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and uh, give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, we have a YouTube page where videos are going up constantly from Adam Wallyoff, so definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly, receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. A shout out to all of our podcasting family over in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Fuck Batman. <laughs> All right, Marcellus. We got some news to talk about this week, so let's do it. Let's drop the drop and let's talk the nerdy news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, just a couple of uh, topics. There's one big thing that kind of uh, encompassed the entire week. But a few things did pop up. A few smaller things popped up. Uh, a character that I'm not familiar with is going to be getting their own show uh, in the MCU on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Hawkeye show is coming out pretty soon. Uh, Hawkeye being the lead. We know that he's going to be passing the mantle eventually to Kate Bishop. But a character from that show named Echo is, uh, rumor has it, is also going to be getting her spinoff show from Hawkeye. Echo is a uh, Native American hero who can mimic the abilities of other people. An actress named uh, Alequia Fox uh, is set to portray the character. Her name is Maya Lopez. And uh, yeah, you know, people love WandaVision. They were instantly talking about spinoffs as soon as that show was done. So uh, having a new character, a new female character in the MCU getting her own show sounds pretty cool to me. I don't know anything about Echo, so that's... Uh, that's kind of where I'm going to have to point this over to Joey. Uh, Joey, what do you know about Echo, and do you think this could be a cool TV show? Uh, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to see how the character's portrayed first, but, uh, you know, it's got some cool ideas. It's ba basically like a lot like Taskmaster, but her um, 
being deaf, like kind of puts like an angle on things. Like for example, when she was meeting the Avengers Wait, for the what? first time. Wait, so she's deaf as well? Yes. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. So like, for example, when she met the Avengers for the first time, like Captain America had to tell her everything Iron Man was saying because he has no face. <laughs> so she couldn't read lips um, <laughs> to understand what he was saying. Wait. So it was, I thought you said she has no face. No, so she like, has oh, a fuck. face, so she couldn't oh, read yes. his lips because he has a helmet on. So, okay, you know, just fair. stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just a cool character. I, I just, you know, it's hard for me to get excited about a spinoff for a character that we haven't seen anything for. You know, if it was, we're talking about, like, an Agatha, like, spinoff from WandaVision. Okay, well, we've already seen that character, so it's something to get excited about. I have no idea. What if this TV show comes out and that character sucks? Like, right. I highly doubt it. But, you know, what if? Not the TV show, but what if? And it, it would just be like, oh, no, like they're going to make a TV show, this character that blows. So I don't know. Maybe they should wait, but maybe they had to lock her up in a contract. So who knows? But I, you know, cautiously excited. Cautiously. Well, the Hawkeye show is done filming, so I'm sure the suits are looking at the footage going, oh, yeah, we got to we definitely got to develop this chick. But again, this is all rumor this is all rumor. Um Guest of the week, Echo the Rain Man. Are you familiar at all with the character of Echo? And how do you feel about a uh, a superhero that is hearing impaired? I've never heard of her before. Uh, she her powers kind of sound like a mystique, or not mystique, but a uh, rogue. Isn't that what she does? Like she copies people's powers. It it, it works more like uh, Taskmaster. Like um, okay, uh, so she's a brawler, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so she can like like photographic reflexes basically. Like if she watches you, if she watched you like play the piano, then she would know exactly how to play the piano. Ah, okay. Aren't they doing a Young Avengers? That's probably what they're building her up for because uh, they're doing like the Young Avengers, which is probably going to be a Disney Plus thing. And if that's the case, uh, I know Hawkeye's daughter is going to be one of them. And then you have another character as well. Um, unfortunately, even though that character does sound cool, I just have very little interest <laughs> to a lot of Marvel content right now. It's all become very formulaic. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to see the trailer. Usually the trailer has to sell me. So we'll see. Yeah. I didn't even think about the Young Avengers, man. That's a really good point. That's probably why they're, uh, they're getting her set up. Aubrey, what about you? What do you feel about uh, the character of Echo? Um, I'm also with Echo. Like, I don't care until I see a trailer. Because <laughs> I don't know much about her. So it, it's not like a character that I've been dying to to see. And finally, they've announced. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So once I see the trailer, then maybe I'll be excited. But who knows? All right. All right. Well, I will be putting all of my Echo comic books on eBay tomorrow. So uh, everybody get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. (laughs) All right. Okay. So then in other news, another um, adaptation news, Um, this one isn't that big. We kind of talked about it before, but they are making a Resident Evil reboot. Uh, They're, you know, completely disregarding the uh, Paul W.S. Anderson franchise and uh starting over from scratch but we have a title for the movie it's going to be called resident evil welcome to raccoon city and it's going to be based on the first two games uh we already talked about the cast i don't give a shit about the video game but uh the (laughs) cast has all of my attention uh so yeah so resident evil based on the first two games 
Let's go to our uh, video game expert, Aubrey. Aubrey, how do you feel about uh, Resident Evil, the movie, the title, Welcome to Raccoon City, and uh, it being based on the first two games? Uh, well, you know how I feel about movies that are adapted for games. You love them. <laughs> Just, yeah. It's um, Oscar snubs. <laughs> yeah. Of all the things that they could have chosen to make, like, just stop it with with redoing all of stuff. There's there's plenty of games that I'm sure you could make it to a great movie, like Dead Space. Dead Space could make a fantastic movie. So go with that. Stop overdoing stuff that nobody wants to see being be remade. Who asked for this? Nobody asked for this. I didn't. Well, the fact I, that I think I did. I'm sorry, Aubrey. Yeah, I think I did too. <laughs> Stop asking for things. They I'm always sorry. happen. <laughs> I was gonna say the, the kind of true. The fact that there's seven like Resident Evil movies kind of shows that there is an audience out there for it somewhere, somewhere in this world. Um, so, Iko, I know you're into uh, video games and uh, adaptations. Uh, so, how do you feel about this title and it being based on the first two games? Um, the title sounds stupid. Um, wait, so let me, let me ask you a couple questions. Cause I'm a little bit confused because there's a couple movies being in the works. Mm-hmm. Is this the Netflix one or is this the one that's going straight to like the movies? Right. No, this is not the Netflix one. The Netflix one is going to be a CGI anime. And it's also, there's also going to be a live action TV show based on Wesker's kids. This one is going to be a complete reboot of the big budget movie franchise that, um, Mila Jovovich started. Okay. All right. Well, it's weird that they say that the first two games, because the first game, like you can't adapt two games into one movie unless they're assuming that the movie is just going to be so successful that the sequel is based on the second game, which is like a weird announcement for them to make. Um, also, unfortunately, I'm kind of the opposite of Aubrey, even though she's right. Most video game, well, say like 999 percent of video game movies are all terrible but um they're fun to watch and i still am of the mind that if you can adapt comic books and make them cool and you know books then there's good story and lore within video games for you to do that as well i think the story name or the title name is stupid and as I probably didn't mention earlier, I am adapting or not adapting. I am working on a short film based on a video game property. So I'm taking on the challenge of trying to make this shit good. Will it be good? I don't know. God bless me. So God bless them. Hopefully they can succeed. But if it's hot garbage, shit, I'll still eat it up. So. <laughs> because you love Resident Evil. Is that right? Um, I like the first four games. Anything else after that, I'm not a big fan of. But um, I think that at least within the first three games, there's a you can make some pretty creepy shit. Like the remake of the second Resident Evil game is some of like the scariest shit I've ever experienced. So there's room for some good uh, adaptations there. So we'll see. All right, nice, nice, Joey. What about you, man? How do you feel about this title? I know you've been waiting. Uh, very impatiently for this Resident Evil reboot. <laughs> I, I am a huge Resident Evil rump swab. Uh, the two first games on PlayStation 1 uh, are two of my favorite games of all time. I would say the second one is in my like top five all time. And everything they're saying, like they want to base it off the works of John Carpenter a little bit. And they're 
uh, you know, basing off the first two games. Everything sounds great. Great, great, great. I'm really excited. We're going to get a more faithful adaptation. I think there's it doesn't have to be uh, note for note, but there's a good story in there of like the uh, stars team being trapped in the mansion or trying to get through the city that's infested with zombies. Like there's good kernels of story there that we never got from the Mila Jovovich movies. And those movies are terrible. Uh, and you know what? I like Mila a lot. Uh, she's all timer in the woman crush hall of fame, but God, those movies are bad, especially as a fan of zombie movies, as a fan of the games, like, like they're just an affront to God to me. So fuck those movies. And what does scare me a little bit is, you know, anytime somebody's making something and they just keep talking about how huge fans they are of the source material. Yeah, I always think back to when they were making um, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Yep. And the director's like, they really, yeah, Igo knows what I'm talking about. In the interviews and stuff, the directors really paid a lot of lip service to, okay, this won't be like the last one, which sucked. And we're big fans of Aliens and Predator. And they, they gave a lot of lip service to stuff that all the fans really wanted to hear or really wanted to see. And this is going to be really exciting. And the movie came out and was a colossal turd. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I'm not terribly optimistic and to go to Aubrey's point it's a video game movie so <laughs> it's it's already got that against us uh hopefully it can't be worse than Mortal Kombat Annihilation but <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie <laughs> which I eventually fucking I love Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> I have a soft spot for, for that terrible movie mostly because when I was a little kid I was obsessed obsessed with Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation just had fucking every character ever made in that movie. And I was just like, it was just, it was visual porn for me. You were just unleashing your animality like everywhere. At the <laughs> Feel your animality. <laughs> That's uh, something that myself and Mark Ellis will be guesting on Pint of Comics in the future to review with John. But enough about that. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know. Cautious, again, cautiously optimistic. I really want this to land, and I, I don't care if it's like a little bit low budgety or it doesn't have. This doesn't have to be a two hundred million dollar movie. But God, Honestly, please just don't suck. It just has to get the right people behind it because you know when you're doing, you know, as I like, I'm working on a horror project right now, and one of the things that you know that we're trying to do is just not make it cheesy. So one of the things that they have to do is just get good writers and a good screenplay art uh, person behind it. And that's what they did with the Spawn comic books uh, when they were making uh, that TV show. Mm. Because I watched the TV show first, and I'm like, oh, man, the dialogue for this show is so good. It's so well written. Like, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, Todd McFarlane wrote this. Oh, wait, no, he didn't write any of this shit. And then I went and read, like, the first couple issues of what, the comics are loosely based off of and Todd McFarlane, God bless him. is like one of the worst writers I've <laughs> ever fucking like, it was so bad. It was, Oh my God. It was so horrible. But these guys took that trash and made it awesome. So that's all that you have to do is just have <laughs> good people who know how to write some good shit. Right. I think that is a very good example of how you might be able to adapt a uh, good video game material. But uh, yeah, and you don't need a ton of money to adapt the first first game. It's you know, it's Commando a Squad in a mansion. Dude. Yeah, 
It's just a zombie movie. Yeah, you know can, the guy. You can dress up the different zombies rat? different. It doesn't have to be. Uh, there doesn't have to be anything crazy in it. Maybe make it have a little different ever? than jujitsu, so it's not you know Tony Ja fighting five guys that are supposed to be five hundred. Except now he has a hat. Now he has a scarf. Now he has sunglasses. <laughs> have you guys ever seen the movie called REC? Yeah, of course. The Spanish movie. That guy should direct a Resident Evil movie. Like those, those are like some hardcore zombie movies. Uh, that's that's what I'll say about this Resident Evil nonsense. Well, they hired the girl who was the lead in the movie Crawl, the alligator movie, uh, Kea Scaladario. Not the, not the around? not the fly, the five blade uh science fiction <laughs> fantasy movie. <laughs> say wow, she seems kind of old for Jill, but okay. <laughs> uh the movie Crawl with the uh the alligator. Uh yeah, that, which was, was good. surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. she she stars in it and uh Hannah John came in from uh, she played Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, she's also in oh, Ready, yeah. Ready Player One. She's in it too. So, you know, so in my dreams. <laughs> that's that's all I need. That's all I need to watch the movie. I don't care if it's about zombies or whatever. I'm 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 there. I'm there day one. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah. So in 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 the spirit of having a guest on and uh, you know having a big subject to talk about, that's all I got for the news. All right. Well, no problem, Marcellus. That's great stuff to talk about. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk all about the Snyder Cut. Some podcasts are like this. The bodies of three hikers were all empty, and their organs were laid out like a Sunday dinner. And some podcasts are like this. You know what? I'm going to tell you why having a large penis ain't always a good thing. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. Oh, you want that to blow up in real life? Fuck it. Oh, you're such a money slut. Take it all. (laughs) (laughs) You want to turn that boy into goo into a fucking helicopter? Yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Goo him up a lot. You are now listening to Cult 45. This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also check out our YouTube for that sweet, sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. And we are back. All right, guys. So this has been years in the making. The Snyder Cut is finally here through internet campaigns, petitions, trolling, and more. It's finally been released on HBO Max, all four hours and four minutes of it. So to start, we're going to go with non-spoiler as always, and we'll drop the drop to let anything spoilers. So if you haven't finished watching it, or even if you haven't started, you'll at least be able to get our impressions. And then once we play the drop, we'll let spoilers fly like superman in a black suit so <laughs> get started with our guest Iko the rain man give us a quick feeling on the movie for you without spoiling oh boy um it is for me it was an emotional roller coaster <laughs> i cried a lot but um to say no more after about three a- hours and five minutes in oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it is a very, very good movie about superheroes and gods and monsters. It's very, very good. All right. Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, I, you know, in order to prep for the big event, I rewatched Man of Steel and um, Batman v Superman. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, I will say that this movie is better than those movies. This is probably Zack Snyder's best DC superhero movie. I really, really enjoyed it. All right, Aubrey, I'm curious. I know you're not a fan of four hour long movies, so I know that's like the bane of my existence, but it actually was was really good, and I enjoyed the differences between the first Justice League and in the Snyder cut. I think that had this come out the first round, it there would have been no competition. All right, well, you know, for me, I got to tell you guys, I hated it. No, no I'm leaving. No way. No, <laughs> actually, I was very surprised at how much I liked it. It's a million times better than the Justice League uh, original release. And it's clearly uh, the best Zack Snyder uh, superhero movie, I would say. Uh, I really liked it. I was really surprised how much I liked it. Actually, I was expecting, I went in expecting the mystery science theater 3000, my way through the four hours of it. And I ended up just enjoying it and watching it. So that's really the best I can say about it. Uh, not much else to say without spoiling the movie. So it looks like all of us are giving it a thumbs up at this point. If you want to jump out and go check it out and come back, feel free. But otherwise Marcellus is going to drop the drop and we're going to talk about the Snyder cut. Oh yeah. Spoiler alert, I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, guys, so we're going to get into it with things we liked, obviously. That's what we always do first. Iko, as our guest, as the resident lover of all things Zack Snyder and DCEU, what are some things you liked about the Justice League Snyder Cut? Um, The music. I guess that's one of the first things that stand out is the soundtrack was fantastic. Um, it's one of the few soundtracks that after I've listened to it, it's just some of the songs were stuck in my head and I was like, okay, I have to go own those songs now. So that was one of the first things that stood out to me besides it just being visually very pretty and incredible to look at. You know, some of these, uh, shots in the movie are like the center shots of comic books that you would see. So I don't know. What about you? Well, uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? You know, one of the things that I actually really liked about it, there's a lot that I actually liked, but one of the main things that I liked is that, you know, knowing that this movie is four hours long, <laughs> it's like, oh God, oh man, this is going to be a fucking gruel. And I'm telling you, the the fact that they divided it up between chapters was genius because like when a chapter ended, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I can, I can go for the next one. And then the next one ended. And before you know it, you're an hour into the movie and it feels like it's only been 15 minutes. Like it flies. Um, it kind of, that's not the case towards the end of it, unfortunately, but the first half of this movie just zips right by. So I was really appreciative of that. Um, the other thing I love about it is, you know, I, I really do like the fact that Snyder was able to insert all of the stuff that he wanted to put back into the movie. And that includes all of these, these other great character beats that, was completely gone from the other movie. Everything about Cyborg's mom, everything about uh, Cyborg helping out that lady, um, using his powers for good, uh, everything about um, the scientist, um, the Asian guy that's going to be the Adam. Uh, as soon as I saw him, like I know exactly who that, who that guy is going to turn out to be. So the fact that all of these characters were a part of the story originally, 
and that they all get to come back and they all get to contribute to the story like in a meaningful way that I love. So, you know, as as toxic as the some of the fans of the uh, the desire to have this movie back could be online, I'm very glad that Snyder was able to get this vision out so that these people and these characters can can, you know, be seen cuz it's really good. It's good storytelling and good character development. And that's not, that's not something that I'm used to with a Zack Snyder DC movie. Wow. All right, Aubrey. Uh, I am so curious as to your feelings on a lot of things in this movie because of how long it was. And I know <laughs> that's such a, a turnoff for you. So, uh, it <laughs> Aubrey, is, lay it, it is. on us. What did you think of things that you like? It's, it's the worst thing in the world to see a movie that's going to be four hours long and know that I have to watch it. <laughs> um, I was super excited, though, because I do like Zack Snyder's work. And I think that this movie, when it first came out, was it it was missing the element of the grittiness that I feel like DC brings. Like Marvel's very happy-go-lucky. There are moments in Marvel where it it does get kind of dark, but I think that the way to make DC work in a movie setting is really to add that extra level to it in the times where I have enjoyed DC work has been when it has been more gory and more gritty and just that dark and overall um, depressing look, I guess. And I, I think that Zach's, aesthetic really does a great job with this movie and without that it fell flat so the overall darkness that he brought to the movie was really great i do like how there was more character building in this i think that it really was needed for the justice league movie because we didn't have much character building when the first one came out uh we didn't aquaman wasn't out yet i I don't believe anyway Uh, yes and we got nothing on cyborg nothing on the flash um we i think wonder woman had come out already so we had that we had wonder woman we had old superman movies and we didn't even have any batman movies with ben affleck in it so you're starting a justice league movie with only two characters that are half built maybe I mean, superman had a couple movies out but they were older movies they weren't they hadn't just come out so there wasn't really much in the first round that really made you care about the movie. So I like that it I like that it was four hours because it gave you time to care about these characters and to see how they grow throughout the movie and to be invested in them as a team and and really care. I love the Amazons. The Amazons are my favorite. They they're kicking ass and I'm rooting for them because it, their action oh, scenes yeah. are fucking awesome. Hell yeah, they were. They were <laughs> so, so well done. And the music that goes along with it, it's just, oh, phenomenal. Um, yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah, you're right. Um, I was going to mention as well, a lot of the stuff that was cut is almost like racist. Like, there are <laughs> shots as well. Literally, no, I'm not even kidding, where there's like a lot of people of color within like the amazons and stuff like that and if you compare it to the 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 joss whedon cut and like they're just not in the movie at all like and there are significant like characters of color that are like 
you know, yeah, they're side characters, but they still get their representation and like to completely like just edit them away from the movie is, is, is really weird. And, and also just to mention on the length of the movie, like the first time I watched this movie, um, I watched, uh, in episodes, like the first night I was going to wait until, uh, I got to the movie theater the next day. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to watch like the first two episodes. And then it was like super late. And then the next day I woke up and then I watched the other two episodes and then I watched the movie again later on that day. So that's sort of how I enjoyed it because I just was freaking out the entire time as I was watching the movie and having, uh, and having just watched the uh, previous version, it was fascinating just to see how different the movie was literally just from like an editing standpoint. Joey, what about you? What did you like about this movie? Well, um, I enjoyed the visuals, of course. Zack Snyder movies always going to look good, and we've talked about this before. Even um, Sucker Punch looks good. The movie sucks balls, um, but it looks fucking fantastic. So, uh, the visual wise, it's it's great. I enjoyed, just like you, Aubrey. I enjoyed that it. I don't want to say I enjoyed that it was four hours long because it's a, it's a time investment, right? <laughs> uh, but I enjoyed that it gave the characters time to breathe. So a lot of things that I didn't like about the first Justice League movie, like The Flash or, um, you know, some of the stuff with Aquaman who we hadn't really met yet. The, a lot of stuff was flushed out um, for these characters. So we got more time with them. I thought The Flash had a great arc in the movie. I thought Cyborg was like the standout star of the movie. And now I'm like, what the fuck? I want a Cyborg movie now. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Like, why? why was this stuff cut? And I understand you were never going to theatrically release a four hour movie like this. It's, it wasn't going to happen, but there had to have been some kind of medium in between. And I don't know what went down behind the scenes. I mean, I know that there was a terrible tragedy in his family. Would they have been smarter to just delay the movie a year and say, take the time you need and we'll come back and finish it when we can or what? I don't know, but man, the version we got in 2017 versus this is, like night and day so i i really like the visuals i agree with aubrey as and Iko as well the, the music was great and and just the differences like the, the scene where wonder woman is in the bank it's the same oh scene God. you know what i mean it's technically the same scene there, there are some changes but it's technically the same scene it's so much better in this movie it's what so music badass. does as well they play yeah. goofy like like fun music during that in the 2017 one. And you're like, Oh, this is like a, like a funny bank robbery scene. But then like the, the, just the tone of music that they use for this cut, you're like, Oh my God. Like this, this is like the beginning of inside man. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just like night and day. And even though it's, like I said, it's technically the same scene. It's, it just, it looked so much better. It even made wonder woman 84 look more like shit because <laughs> in that movie as well, like she doesn't look good when she's fighting and stuff. And in this, she looks badass and it's great. And you're just like, fuck man. Um, I liked a lot of the world building stuff with dark side. I thought Steppenwolf was way more fleshed out. Um, so you actually like made sense what he was doing and what dark side was doing made sense. I loved, uh, Deathstroke looked great in it. I love that he was in the band of heroes at the end <laughs> in the end credits. I thought that was a great touch. Um, yeah, man, uh, you know, I, I have a couple quibbles here and there, but for what this is, I mean, it was really good. It was really good. And the, you're, I agree. Aubrey as well. The, the Amazons were badass. 
Um, again, like, how do you not <laughs> translate you. this stuff to to the Wonder Woman movie? I know it's a different director and stuff, but man, like, they were so badass, and they were like, I forget what they said, but she was like, Amazon's, what do you fear? And they're like, we fear nothing. Show like, him like, your fear. <laughs> I was like, this is so badass. Yeah, <laughs> like, I get, I get your thoughts every time they say that. Yeah, but, and then um, they smashed yeah, those things with the hammers was badass. Like that there, was there's definitely a two hour and fifty minute, three hour version that they could have released, like yeah. of this movie. Like, and it's weird that uh there's such bad management going on with that movie where like they literally refilmed scenes just to replace jokes with other jokes. Yeah. Like there are jokes that were there that they're like, you know what? This isn't funny enough. Like, let's just spend more money, bring the actors back and then just tell a completely different joke. So it's, it gets to the point where when you start to see that, like it becomes a thing where it's like a director's like hubris and his ego is getting in the way where Joss Whedon just wanted to put his fingerprints more and more and more on the movie like for let me give you an example why did he need to bring henry cavill back for the farm scene mm-hmm. like was the farm scene that Zack snyder did so bad that they're like yeah let's just bring it back and like just make it completely weird and goofy I don't why know, did they why did they cut up that section where in the original one where steppenwolf is trying to get the mother box from the amazons because that was such a badass uh, fight scene for both sides. Like it shows the Amazons being badass and willing to sink that whole fucking building just to get and, and kill other Amazons just to try to keep the mother box away from him. And it also shows him like just kicking the shit out of people, throwing horses around, like shrugging off like 20 arrows. And then I remember and I, I haven't rewatched the first one since I was the first time I watched it. And just seemed like a chase scene that had no like there's no oomph behind it where in this one it seemed to have a lot more um what word am i looking for (laughs) i watched that movie recently i didn't i wasn't sure if i was going to but something that i don't know would be fun for you guys to do but like if you guys go and watch the joss whedon version and then like if you ever just go back and rewatch some parts of the snyder cut just to sort of see certain differences it's oh man i just find it incredibly interesting like you know, they were saying like like literally just swapping music changes the the scene, uh, the tone of the scene completely from serious to something sort of more fun and lighthearted. Right. So let me ask you guys this now. Aiko, did was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Um there let's see. Give me a second. There there is some stuff, but it's hard to conceptualize it right now. So <laughs> I'll come back last. to you. I'll come back to you. All right, Markellis, what about you? Don't you say anything about the moving company either. I swear. To God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to hold that one in my pocket, but yes, I, that's definitely one of the things. Um, I, I thought it was okay. Now, before I get into this, I just want to restate that I actually did like this movie. I did like the fact that wonder woman showed up to save all of the kids at the bank or the museum or whatever. Um, you know, and she stopped the bomb from blowing up, but then, and she didn't even like, stop the bad guy instead of like stopping a bad guy taking a gun away from him punching him like she did the other guys she literally blew the shit out of that guy and the building <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I was dying when that happened, and, and it's a badass moment, but it's like, thank you, Wonder Woman, for saving the bank. And when she turns around and blows up the bank. Right? And if there is any doubt about it, you see all of the cops down below, like, going, oh, my God, what the fuck? And then his hat just kind of floats down. <laughs> she fucked that guy up. Hey, man, he reached for that second clip, and she's like, yo, fuck yo, bank. <laughs> yeah, I just got the impression that she was just really pissed. Like, this dude literally just, like... I was about to unload a full clip on people and like, she just looked like, like really? So she just like vaporized them. Remember blocking all those bullets. So she wasn't about to go through another clip. (laughs) This is why I like Zach's interpretation of wonder woman is like, yeah, she blew up the building because she's not, she's a warrior. She's Mm -hmm. she's fucking badass. She doesn't give a fuck. I know. And I, and I did kind of make jokes before about the dark version of Zack Snyder's wonder woman, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do like his, I like his version of her better. I like the strong Amazonian warrior version of Wonder Woman other than the sweet, you know, candy colored, super sweet girl from the movies, from her movies. She can still be sweet because, you know, she turned around and she's like, oh, what's wrong, princess? Right. She's just like, oh, can I be like you? And then she's just like, oh, you could be anything you want to be. I'm like, God damn, that's better than all of Wonder (laughs) Woman 84. Like, (laughs) Wonder Woman 84 sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it just seemed genuine. It didn't seem like. Where's the Snyder cut of 84? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for good Lord. Can we just give him the footage of Wonder Woman 84 and be like, all right, Snyder, do your thing? I will say, though. There, uh, some of the CG is questionable, like, like very bad, like it's unfinished. I and I understand why. You know, the fact that this movie exists is, you know, whatever. As a director, I would have been like, "Fuck! If I can't get better CG than what I have presented here, I would either cut it or find a way to hide it." Mm-hmm. Um, there's no cool Batman warehouse fight scene, like. There's Justice Batman warehouse fight scenes, like Justice League style ones, but I was kind of hoping that we just get like one moment of Batman just kind of like fucking shit up again. Um, it was good in the battle underneath the harbor, though, unlike in the Justice League version where he struggles the entire fight with one parademon. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was just some stuff right now. Yeah, some of the dialogue is just a little... Uh, just I think some of Aquaman's dialogue uh, around the characters of Aquaman is weird. Like I question Mara's ability to perform a British accent. <laughs> so I probably will give Joss Whedon the credit of like, yeah, let's refilm her scenes or have her redub her dialogue. Cause she sounds like a fucking idiot. So <laughs> British Mara is not something that I particularly like. Also, I wouldn't have given her much dialogue at the end because like, God, that scene where, like, when he meets up with the Joker, like, her performance. Again, I'm not even, like, hating on her because she's a crazy bitch. But, like, just the performance itself and her attempting to do the British, like, dialect is very, very bad. So much that British Mara is now, like, a thing trending on Twitter. So, yeah, it's, yeah, so. It's another thing I like. I do like um, Jared Leto's version of this Joker much better than Suicide Squad Joker. Oh, yeah. What is everyone's opinion on that? You know, that's oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get to it. You guys are jumping oh. the gun here. Marcellus, what else didn't you like about the movie? All right. So, yeah. So really quick, um, this movie is kind of, let me see. So the, the basis of this movie is pretty much part three of Man of Steel. Um, you know, we got Man of Steel first and then Batman v Superman and then this one. So it's the third part of a trilogy. And I don't think Clark's story was ever fleshed out enough 
Uh, the foundation of this movie is based on Superman, and I don't think his character was just done well. And, you know, I hate to bring it up, but yes, why is Superman walking around the Clark Kent farm <laughs> without his glasses on, helping people moving stuff? And no one is like, hey, Clark, we were at your funeral a few months ago. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> oh, by the way, we drove past the cemetery and there was a big hole where your coffin was. <laughs> I will say, Mark Ellis, that in the comic books, there is precedent for people realizing that Clark Kent is Superman, but then refusing to believe it. There's a a very classic John Byrne storyline where uh, Lex Luthor has this gigantic computer that, like, is impeccable. And it tells him 100 percent, no doubt about it, Clark Kent is Superman. And he absolutely refuses to believe it. (laughs) (laughs) And that and that I could buy. But they don't kind of hint at that at all. In this movie, and it's fine. What I what I will say is just giving you the fan answer is that Zack Snyder had uh, has said on record that he had a thing to explain how everyone was sort of just oh shit Clark Kent is back so um so he probably slipped the movers like an extra twenty and was like yeah just just don't worry about it dude if there was like five or six movers I would be I would be fine there was like thirty people there outside the house not including who's inside the house so come like on pocket change to bruce wayne <laughs> well, come on. a lot of people do eventually find out that he is clark kent and kind of just you know keep it amongst themselves like yeah. perry white is a character who apparently knows who uh superman is so well, i don't know i do, if we I, do I understand mark you know. ellis in the context of this movie and what you've seen over three movies it doesn't make any sense right right okay Fair so enough. Th- so then really quickly the other things i didn't like was the the girl from i zombie coming out and smelling aquaman sweater when he dropped it on the beach <laughs> <laughs> the girl from i zombie okay uh, pretty- you know what as a very creepy weirdo who spends a lot of time <laughs> trying to smell his own wife's hair I completely understand. So, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Karen Gill- Gillen gave me her sweater. I don't think I would leave the house for a week. <laughs> My girlfriend left her piccolo sweater over here, and every time she's away, I'll smell it. And I'll be like, "Oh, that's Faye. It's gonna be all crusty." So, you listen, Mark. That's all she had. It's that's all she had is a sweater. I I, I know. That, don't take that away from her. <laughs> I was thinking of, I was immediately thinking of Aubrey. Cause I'm like, if Aubrey was there, she would probably grab the sweater and smell it and kind of say, thank you for the fish. But in Icelandic, <laughs> they should have uh, showed like through, like, uh, like it's a uh, bouquet that the wife, the uh, bride tosses, <laughs> like, uh, like the girls, like start like brawling wildly over it and everybody just kind of get cringy, awkward and walk away. slowly. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> I've already mentioned on record that I'm madly in love with Amy Adams. And if she came to my village from the sea and dropped off fish for me and my family <laughs> when we were hungry and she left her sweater behind, holy crap, I would fucking steal that goddamn sweater. <laughs> All right. All right. So anything I, else, Mark Ellis, that you didn't like? Anything else? One last thing. One last thing. So the scene between Martha and Lois Lane in the apartment was really good and really heartfelt. And I love that scene. I hated to cheat at the end of it. When you find out that it wasn't really Martha, it was Martian Manhunter. And that kind of pissed me off because I really enjoyed that, that scene. And I, I love any kind of death of Superman story. The moments between Lois and Clark's parents are always emotionally charged. And the fact that we got that in this movie was great. 
the fact that it was cheated by a Martian Manhunter cameo, I thought sucked. Um, so that's yeah, it. I actually agree on that one. That actually, I agree 100% with you on that one. They should have chose a different scene for him to be like, oh, that wasn't that person. That right. was Martian Manhunter. Yep. Yep. So that's uh, it. That's pretty much my, my big, uh, my big hits of the things that I didn't like. All right. Aubrey, how about you? Um, I don't like Ezra Miller. <laughs> even in this one? No, even in this one. I like the dialogue that he has, but I, do, I don't like him at well, all. Don't tell him that because he'll uh, choke slam you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, I also liked Ben Affleck more as Bruce Wayne in this one than I have previously, but I did not like him as Batman. Um, in Batman fight scenes, he was kind of clunky and rigid, and I know I didn't really like. I thought he kind of sucked in fight scenes. Aww. If he wasn't in the Batmobile or anything, he just he wasn't good at hand-to-hand combat like he's supposed to be. So that kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, um, there was a clunkiness to him that kind of was disappointing. I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like any live action Batman, with the exception of a couple scenes in BVS, has really nailed uh, Batman fighting, whether it's the older movies well, where you can barely move. or <laughs> I mean, I will say, though, even though his fight scenes in this one, because I guess they were trying to make it seem like, oh, he's fighting parademons, so maybe he struggles a bit. But mm-hmm. like, I will say, though, even in this, like, I prefer his fights in this than any other Batman movie, because I just I just rewatched the. Uh, the dark Knight trilogy with uh, my father and my mother-in-law and fucking love those movies, except for the dark Knight rises. But every time Batman fights or anytime Christopher Nolan does a fight scene with Christian Bale and like it's, la- it's oh, they're, they're horrendous. Hilarious. Yeah. It's horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. Especially I'll, I'll yeah, stand by that, that take as long as I live the fight hand to hand combat fight scenes in the Dark Knight trilogy are terrible. So yeah, you only see like above his chest, and it's yeah. like he's just holding. It's so funny. It's so Come funny. at me, I don't care. Don't <laughs> at me, <laughs> Aubrey. Anything Whatever. else? Um, honestly, I think that's all I didn't like. I did forget to mention though that I did like the changes made to Steppenwolf too. Excellent. All right. Well, for me, my friends, uh, right off the bat, I got to tell you, the length is tough and it's not the movie's fault because I feel like it justifies it with the storyline and everything. And as I was watching it, I technically didn't have a problem with it. But, man, I started this shit at like 10 p.m. and it was almost 3 a.m. by the time I finished. (laughs) It was rough. It's not for one sitting. I would highly suggest to anybody out there, watch a couple chapters, shut it off, watch a chapter, (laughs) shut it off like. Take your time, enjoy it and watch it. I had to power through it in one night because of, you know, my life schedule and the recording schedule, but I might have even liked it more if I had taken time to like take a break in between. <laughs> but it felt like when uh, the day rolls over in a daylight savings time and I'm at work and it's like 1:30 in the morning. Now suddenly it's 3:30 in the morning. Like what <laughs> just happened? <laughs> That's how I felt with uh with the I will say as much as we've all liked the music and we loved um, a lot of the fight scenes and everything, every, if you took a drink every time there was slow motion and a choir singing, you would be dead by the end of the movie. I think they could have changed up Wonder's, Wonder Woman's music a little bit. Like they use the same song for each fight scene and they could have used a different version for each fight scene. Mm-hmm. And that's a nitpick, but I, it just probably by like the sixth time I was like, come on, seriously, come on. <laughs> 
I wish we got more of uh, Iris West, and that's just selfishly because God, she was cute. Yep. <laughs> thank God in the in the multiverse. I posted about this on Twitter, but thank God across the multiverse, Barry Allen has very good taste in women. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really much I didn't like about it where I'm sitting here and thinking of something egregious. You know, even Jared Leto Joker was not bad in the scene that he was in, which makes you even feel a little angrier towards Suicide Squad, if I must say. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton to uh, to dislike besides, you know, the length was a lot for a person just sitting down and watching it. A length, the length was a lot. Um, I don't know how a pleb type person that's not super into this is going to be able to sit down and watch this for four hours. My boss at work, one of my jobs was asking me, Oh, did you watch this yet? And I said, yeah, I watched it all the other night when I had the day off and I was up till three, almost 3am watching. He's like, Oh, I don't know if I could do that. You know, and he's not huge into this stuff. I mean, it's not like he's an idiot. He knows who the super friends are, but I mean, I I just can't see that happening for some people watching it all in one sitting. So, but yeah, I mean, that's about it. Let's, let me ask you guys some questions. I'll start with Ico and we'll go around. Uh, what did you think of Martian Manhunter? I know you guys didn't like that one scene, but what did you think of his inclusion in the movie and kind of in an after credit scene? Um, I thought it's a good idea, especially for Zach to fan the flames for a sequel. Um, apparently he shot that scene originally with uh, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern with a Martian, no, not Martian Manhunter, he, uh, with John Stewart. And this was a couple months ago, and I'm actually curious to know what actor he chose. So the studio said that, no, you can't use Jon Stewart for whatever reason, because I think they're working on their own Green Lantern. Yeah, they have a Green Lantern core HBO Max series coming up. So, I mean, I think its inclusion is a good idea because it opens the door. I mean, to me, the movie ends after, uh, you know, like Superman picks up Batman and stuff like that that like the epilogue really was supposed to be a lot of setup for all the other movies that we were going to get like the jesse eisenberg scene was supposed to set up the batman movie the aquaman scene where he sees vocal and Mera at the end was supposed to set up the aquaman movie we were supposed to get a cyborg movie and a flash movie like it was all teasing all that stuff so it's kind of just fan service once you're at the epilogue but I don't know. I, I have some rumors to spread, which I'll say for you guys <laughs> in a bit. All right. We'll, so. we'll come, put a pen in that. We'll come back to the rumors. Mark Ellis, Man, Martian Manhunter. Uh, I did not like anything that happened towards the end of this movie at all. I mean, I, I'm, wow. I'm glad that I'm glad that that Snyder was able to because this was his original his original plan. Like you can see someone had brought it up. There's pictures of. Martian Manhunter scenes like on storyboards behind Zack Snyder, like from four years ago. You know what I mean? Like he, this was always part of the the plan for this story. Um, I thought it was tacked on. You know, they just finished saving a world. They could have probably used Martian Manhunter's help <laughs> instead of him showing up at the end. Like, hey, you guys did good. Uh, you know, just call me when uh when you're ready for more. Um, so <laughs> I didn't. I I'm glad that the actor that was a part of this movie from the very beginning. Even even when they announced it, uh, Henry Lennox was the guy that announced that the next Superman sequel would be Batman v Superman. So I'm glad that he got to go through the whole arc and finally become Martian Manhunter. I didn't think it was needed for this movie. I think I would rather have the movie end with the Justice League looking triumphantly into the sun or whatever. Okay. All right. Aubrey, how about you? Um, I did forget to mention, by the way, that I don't like that Wonder Woman wears heels all the time. 
Oh, yeah, that's a that's an Aubrey thing. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't make any sense. That's just her, how badass um, she is. Her falling into that temple or wherever she is to go look at the the paintings, and she's in heels. My ankles hurt just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> uh, I was not mad at that at all. I I did notice she was wearing heels, and I'm like, all right, all right, <laughs> keep it going. I tried to overlook it, but it hurt. Anyway, um, I don't, I don't care about Martian Manhunter. I thought it was kind of cool, so I'll take All it. Right. All right. Well, I uh, am a huge fan of Martian Manhunter from back in the day because he was in the first wave of superpowers action figures. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a lot of nostalgia for that era of Super Friends Galactic Guardian slash superpowers show, so... Martian Manhunter, I-, I was all in. I'm so happy when he gets representation in something. I wish he had his classic 80s like outfit that's like just swim trunks and like two red sashes. <laughs> I don't think they were going to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, he's a cool character to see being hinted at. But again, you know, he's not going to they're not going to make a sequel to this. So unfortunately, it, it was all for oh. not. Yeah, uh. They just came out today and said they're not going to make a sequel to it. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, I, I just to come back to another thing that you talked about earlier, Aubrey, um, Amber Heard is smoking hot. Sorry, Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm glad her hair looked better in this one. Yeah. Yep. Snyder makes everything better. And uh, all right. So next thing, obviously, now I go, you're you're hedging your bets here. Is there going to be a sequel or do you want more DCEU Zack Snyder stuff? Um, all right. Well, to clarify a comment you said earlier, I'm not a DCEU fan or actually a DCE film fan <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I like the Snyder movies and I like the Nolan movies. And that's pretty much about it. And the Tim Burton movies. But um, also, uh, Rumorville. So Jason Keelar, I think is his name. The dude who basically really, 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 really was the one who greenlit uh, the Snyder thing. And sort of made Toby Emmerich and the uh, fuck I forgot John Berg and the people who were pushing against the movie happen. Now he owns everything, and he has been promote like the owner of HBO, the dude running AT T, like and even like all the divisions. Like yes, he, Walter Hamada does run the DC film department, and he has to green light he gives the approval for what movies and even tv shows that are dc related properties to be greenlit but the thing is jason is his boss and this dude has been promoting the hell out of the snyder campaign and like the movie itself in general um and there is rumors because i listen to grace randolph a lot and she provides (laughs) yeah i know she's kind of she's a mess She's, but, she's very controversial. Another- I will say this. I love, I do love her a lot. I don't always agree with all her takes, but I love these no, strange faces either. she makes. I really love her strange <laughs> she, faces that she makes while speaking. So <laughs> she does have good tea, and some of the tea that she does echo echoes from a podcast that I listen to that I would recommend anyone who wants some good DC tea. What's going on behind the scenes is a uh, light cast. Um, and they have been echoing sort of the same thing. If this movie does well, which it has been, you know, we'll, we'll see what the numbers uh, report that Jason is going to very much push towards sequels. And 
whether it's a TV show or a hybrid movie release is not to be uh, bet against. Also, they are really in pre-production for some sort of Batman and Ben Affleck project where they are already scouting locations and looking for an actor to play a young Robin. And Jared Leto is very, very, very much pushing this project. And it would be an HBO Max sort of like one-off thing. So, and the, the, the reason why that there is hope, again, it's not that it's like confirmed, is Jason is sort of the only person on our side. He's the top dog at that company that is on Snyder's side. And which is something that I've been like questioning on Twitter. Like, I don't know what it is, but if uh, it's so much drama to break down, but the people who are working right now and who were a lot of the executives and CEOs at the time when like the whole DC like film cinematic universe like fell apart, they fucking hate Zack Snyder. I don't know whose wife he fucked or <laughs> what he did to these people, but I'm telling you, they pushed so hard against this movie. Like if you go back and look like, like CEOs and executives were saying that the Snyder cut would never, never, never get released until Jason Keelar gave that green light. So if we have a successful week with the movie, um, these other projects that I've been hearing about, like the Ben Affleck project, which apparently is really happening. And like these sources are, they have, they told they have been telling me what the fuck was going to be going on for DC for the last year and a half. And everything that they have said and they have broke has been true. So, well, I think if, if this is a big hit and it seems like it is for HBO max and then Ben Affleck and Jared Leto show up at your office, like, Hey, can we make more of this? I mean, you'd be an idiot to say no. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know this as well as Jared Leto and Ben Affleck we're going to film their scene in Zack Snyder's front yard and because Warner Brothers wasn't going to give them a studio time or a, a lot to be able to go film their shit until eventually some one of Jared Leto's agents did something behind the scene and they got it to green light it. So like he's like that cool with these people like he, the marsh the Green Lantern scene he filmed in his backyard and he was going to film the the Ben Affleck and Jared Leto thing, like they were going to come over for free and just film it. And he was going to CGI the fucking whole damn thing. Wow. So if we have a success, like I said, look up Jason Keelar. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Like he's the owner of all of this shit and he's on Snyder's side. So this shit makes money. There's no reason for them to not make any more stuff. That's right. That's right. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Uh, Mark Ellis, what about you? More DCEU Snyder stuff? No, I'm pretty sure Snyder's pretty much done with dealing with the brass at, at DC. I mean, I'm sure he's very grateful for the opportunity to finish his his uh, his, his uh, Justice League film, and I'm glad that he was able to do it because you know after the other two movies, he finally got it right. So I'm glad he was able to do it. But you know, the guy probably this is probably like a lot of years of his life of him devoting a lot of time and energy into this crap he probably wants to do something else you know what i mean like they could probably 
back another truck he of money said, up to him. He and, just said that if Warner Brothers would want to do it, he would totally want to go back. Really? He's been asked this literally the last few days, and he's just like, I would totally do it, but I don't know if Warner Brothers wants to do it. That's his oh. been that's been his answer like, like the entire time. So Aubrey, do you want more Snyder verse? I think he's the only person that's going to save the DCEU. <laughs> so that's a yes from you then. Yeah, I I honestly I think that they did him dirty when um the whole stuff with with Autumn happened and in that tragedy. So if he doesn't go black, go back, I don't blame him one bit because that was really shitty of them. But I think the only hope that they have at even getting anybody to to care about their movies is if he does their movies. Because I think that they suck otherwise. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm going to be on Mark Ellis's side. I think he should walk away. Um, this movie coming out, this movie existing, and this movie being as, as good as it is, is a giant fuck you uh, to everybody at WB that messed him over and messed over people like Ray Fisher. And I, I just think walk away on a high. You know, retire as a champion. Uh, nothing good can come of trying to make Justice League 2 and 3 and possibly them not being as good. Just walk away and make any other kind of movies you want. You have a ton of goodwill. So the next question I have for you guys, assuming there is no more Snyderverse at DC, what is a comic book proper you'd like to see him take on next? I'm going to go first because uh, I want to talk. <laughs> and uh, Rob Liefeld was just posting on his Twitter and uh, Instagram today that he is working on the script for a profit movie series. And uh, that would be absolutely fucking perfect for Zack Snyder to direct. So that is my pick. Rob Liefeld's profit. I could see the slow motions bullets falling right now. <laughs> I can see it. And what about you, Aubrey? Spawn. <laughs> you think Todd will ever give it up? <laughs> no. All right. Well, yeah, that sucks. Maybe he would have Zach. I asked to do it. Uh, Mark Ellis. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Aubrey. I was going to say the exact same thing. I can see a big, gothic, um, violent, bloody Zack Snyder presents Spawn movie. Like, I can totally see that. So, uh, yeah, I would say Spawn. All right. And Ico. Fuck. You guys stole my goddamn answer. <laughs> uh. Oh, um, okay. Uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dragon Ball Evolution wasn't good enough for you? <laughs> Uh, I, I agree with you guys that Spawn would be amazing. I've never watched Dragon Ball, but I'll take Ico's word for it because I trust him. All right. That. So that is it. That's our review of the Snyder Cut. Let's get a score out of five with zero being the worst, five being the best. Ico the Rain Man, what do you have for Zack Snyder's Justice League? As a fan, I'll give it a five out of five. As a critic, I'll give it a four out of five. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, me, you know, before I give my score, I just want to ask Eichel real quick. Now, we've all watched it on our laptops slash TVs or whatever, but you actually got to see it on the big screen. Um, how was that experience compared to when you watched it the first time? Well, um, it wasn't as awesome. I mean, unfortunately, they kind of screwed me over and didn't give me the IMAX theater that I rented. Uh -huh. So I had sort of just a normal screen. So mm -hmm. the quality of the picture was very, gosh, it was, Shit. you couldn't see much of the detail or the depth or the color wow. or anything like that. It was kind of like 
watching a movie in like 2008. <laughs> so it wasn't as awesome. I mean, the quality was, but the experience was awesome because all of my friends were there. Yeah. I got drunk. <laughs> I cried. I spent a lot of money on food and alcohol. It was a, uh, it was fun. It was fun. But you would say the, the better viewing viewing experience for you was watching it at home. Oh, hundred percent. Because there was like moments of me, like having my mind blown and I'd have to just pause it to just like consume what I just mm -hmm. saw. So yeah. can't do that in a the movie theater. So, yep. Yep. All right. All right. I'm just curious about that. Um, so yeah, my score is, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I think it's a really solid movie. Unfortunately, it does. It doesn't do Superman right. And Superman is like the main cornerstone of, of this whole trilogy, but he was, at, at least he got all of the other characters, right? So uh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give it a four out of five. All right. Aubrey, what about you? I'm going to give it a, uh, a 4.5 out of five. I think that it was really good. And uh, the issues I had with it, honestly, weren't big enough to make it suck. All right. Wow. All right. Well, you know what, guys, I hate to do this to you. I came, I walked in at a three and a half. And now after sitting here and discussing it and thinking about it more, I got to go to four. Wow. I am as My shocked man. as you guys are. My man. My man. <laughs> I'm as shocked. All right. I'm as shocked as you guys are um, at how good this was. I don't know how it will hold up on repeat viewings or two years from now, if I sit down and watch it, how I will feel about it. But right now in this moment, all the no noise that goes along with it um, I, and the fact that it's him finally getting to come back and finish his vision and it's a triumphant FU to WB. It's the best DCEU movie. I, I will agree with you, Mark. These movies have never gotten Superman right and you're not still going to get that from this movie. So it's not perfect, but I really enjoyed it. And I got to tell you, it's, I'm just sitting here and I, I just, I'm feeling it, man. Four out of five for me. Hell yeah. Let's get it, baby. That's it. All right. Well, that is going to do it for the Snyder Cut. Check it out yourself if you've got half a day to uh, <laughs> to uh, burn, and you can let us know what you think. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some info and recommendations from everybody here. Aiko, tell us where people can find you. Uh, you can find me on my website, kodogang.com. That's where I do all my business. My social media is all aikotherainman.com. Um, now that the Snyder Cut is out, I could actually start tweeting and about other stuff. So I'll probably go back to focusing on my movie. Um, as I didn't mention too much in detail earlier, I'm working on a Silent Hill movie. Uh, me and my producers behind the movie actually just got the movie funded. So nice. $60,000 to get this fucking thing filmed in August. And I'm not kidding when I say I have gotten a lot of gray hairs <laughs> since this project started three months ago or four months ago but we're on track for success so look forward to reviewing my shitty video game movie uh later on this year so wizard <laughs> we plan on it and you can come back anytime and promote it with us mark ellis how about you uh yeah so uh, for recommendations i was feeling you know i really wanted to get some good superman after watching the Justice League, and I found the uh, 1988 uh, animated show on Tubi, uh, T-U-B-I, the streaming service. Uh, and it's I, it's like classic Christopher Reeve Superman. You know, they play the John Williams theme. 
Uh, Lex Luthor very much resembles the Gene Hackman character. Clark Kent's a bumbling idiot. It's so cheesy and so cornball, but it's such the Superman that I love. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you want to just see some classic Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, Lex Luthor action, uh, go to Tubi and just look for the Superman animated show from 1988. It's very, very much a Christopher Reeve inspired show. And it, it, it gave me exactly what I wanted. Awesome. That is a classic show. Aubrey, how about you? Um, I recommend everybody go to our TikTok channel because make it worth my while that I have to make <laughs> these videos. <laughs> yes. Make yes. it worth my while. I barely use that app. <laughs> All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. We now have our own URL. You can go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast and find hours of free exclusive content on there, including unboxings. Yeah. Trailer reactions, interviews, movie reviews, and more. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can go to Patreon at patreon.com backslash Podcast, and you can get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. This month, it's the only place to hear our review of Coming to America, as well as other things. Check it out. And uh, I will suggest I watch something. I'm going to talk about it a little more on Patreon, but I watched a documentary on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster which is about the absolute last blockbuster video in existence and the store and how the company collapsed. And it was very interesting as somebody of my age. I don't know how someone a little younger may feel about it, but I enjoyed it. I'm sure Mark Ellis, you had some tears in your eyes watching it. <laughs> I, That's on Netflix? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I, I bought I that. I bought that documentary on DVD like a while ago. So uh, I love it. I love it. And they also have merchandise. So if you want to support the last blockbuster, give them a little money. They got merchandise for sale. So definitely Check them out. And speaking of sales, uh, we have a sale coming up in our T Public store this week. So uh, definitely go to our website and check out our big sale coming up. All right. Well, guys, that is going to do it for episode number 346 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co hosts have been the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ico the Rain Man. Yes. So wizard, we are cool like cold blizzards. I feel like that's probably like my so wizard like uh, motto. Awesome. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hello, no. <laughs> <laughs> the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Hello, no. I was so glad that that was. <laughs> I was so glad that was not taken out of the movie. Uh, I was no, so glad they that was in there. It. They, they changed it. It sounds different. It's like a different tone. So, uh, yeah, uh, everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to our review of the Snyder Cut. We'll see you guys next week. You live in a society. <laughs> Good journey. Run, Barry. There's some things you cannot run. Cannot run. Some things always manage to catch up to you. Catch up to you. You can do this now, run, Mary, run, run. To your own to this left and left, run. To these steps will take you, break you. Living that life where we break through, never will limit myself to the limit. Honest, don't live and don't die by the gimmick. Strong enough to be Superman.